I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. It's a Monday here on the Great Shot Podcast. All of you listeners know what that means. Another ATP Challenger-centric show from our friends Damian Kust and Jakob Bobro. On today's episode, they talk about the rise of Turkish tennis. They talk about whether Jensen Brooksby should be in Lexington, where he's the top seed at this week's Challenger, or Atlanta this week. Of course, Atlanta's decision not to offer Brooksby a wild card, an interesting one, certainly worthy of discussion, of course. They also talk about the incoming Borg versus Tsitsipas doubles match. Should have said upcoming, not incoming. I'll correct that on the outline. Don't worry, Damien. But of course, they talk about all of those things and so much more. A fantastic conversation. I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. It's worth mentioning Yuri Lechechka, one of the winners on the ATP Challenger circuit this past week, the talented 19-year-old Czech, was the subject of discussion on Friday. Friday's mini break podcast. Damien joined me on that episode to talk about the many things that have me excited right now in the tennis world. So if you are a fan of Damien's work and want to hear more from him, go check out that Friday mini break podcast topic. Yes, we talk a little bit about the results from last week specifically, but some broader topics as well. I think all of you listeners will enjoy that show. Of course, as always, you can find all of Damien's work on our website, crackrackets.com. A huge thank you to he and Jakob for recording these episodes. And Before we can get to this week's episode, the last thing I have to remind all of you listeners of is the fact that these episodes would not be possible without the support we get day in, day out from all of you, from our Crack Rackets Patreon family, and of course, from our friends over at Tennis. As always, you guys know it. It's the best grip, the best in the business, the only one that gets tackier when you sweat its performance in hot and humid conditions unmatched. Of course, it comes in an iconic trademarked blue color as well. If you would like to join the Turner Tennis team, you can contact them by emailing sales at uniquesports.com or calling 800-554-3707. You mentioned we here at Cracked Racket sent you the hook you up with discounted college pricing, hook you up with some free samples as well. Again, that's sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. 3707. But with that said, let's get to this week's ATP Challenger Tour breakdown with hosts Jakob Bobro, Damian Kust, Westoff. Roll it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
welcome to the next episode of the Chanjitur podcast. We've got four very interesting tournaments to talk about this week. Actually, it was on three different continents, so it's going to be a bit of a traveling show. Where do you want to go first, then, Jakub? Um, let's start with with um, Europe, with, with Tampere, where, um, I mean, somebody you've been talking about a lot, Yuji Lehechka won the title um, over somebody that I picked to win the t- title, Nicolas Kiker, 5-7-6-4-6-3, uh, this close. Um, but yeah, it, it's Lehechka's first title, um, which which has been coming, as, as you've talked about, he's sort of emerged as probably the, the the premium Czech talent at the moment out of the, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess one could say Mahach, but he's he's not really been playing that much recently. I don't think Mahach, he's at the Olympics right now. But yeah, Lehechka, first challenger title, beat Huang, beat uh, Nikolas Khari. Uh, and then two guys who were in pretty good form this week, Otto Vietanen and Kirian Jacquet, um, before defeating Kiker in the final takes him up to number 213. But yeah, I mean, we just talked about Kiket uh, a bit more because he had a huge week. He, he actually, uh, I watched the match against uh, Jacquet, who ended up having a great week as well in the final qualifying round. So it's, it's very nice that they both ended up coming through, um, beat him in three sets there, Kiket, uh, and then beat Borg, Miller, Vilaya uh, Martinez, and Van de Zanschold. So great run from the Argentinian. Um, it's you know obviously it's it's difficult to talk about a player who's been uh, banned for match fixing, uh, but he's definitely an interesting component of the challenger tour at this point. But we also had, as I said, the lucky loser uh, Kirian Jacquet, uh with with a huge run. We also had Otto Virtanen, the Finnish wildcard, beat Kazal and Andreozzi. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jesus! I just face palmed because you, you, we literally named this person because you asked if Copoli won one. Yeah, I, th- I thought he did. <laughs> Cerundolo. <laughs> yeah, he got defeated by Cerundolo, and that's yeah, that's exactly the, the last teenage winner who won one. Well, Cerundolo. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I never think of him as a teenager, but yeah, yeah. me neither. And I wanted to say something. Uh, ah, yes, Otto Virtanen. Uh, do you happen to know a certain uh, ten- video on YouTube where he demonstrates tennis trick shots alongside some Finnish table tennis YouTubers? No, I've never seen this. <laughs> I'm gonna send send that to you after after <laughs> after we finish. It's pretty good. I mean, it's it maybe just a, a chance to get to know Ortovic talent a bit more. Although it's it's like four minutes, so he doesn't really speak mm. that much. But it's nice. They they try to return his serve and all. They they do some tweeners. Uh, you know, fun, fun, fun stuff, yeah. <laughs> and then Kikar, the, the quality of his wins this week was insane. I mean, guys like Villa Martinez and Van de Zanschut, they, they aren't the guys that he faced on the ITF tour getting that mm. crazy streak. So, uh, yeah, I, I really thought you were gonna get a point. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe, we can maybe next time uh, jump to something else. Who did uh, you had Kikar and I had Kachin, I think he lost to Villa Martinez. Uh, not so bad, mm. but not the best as well. And where do we go then? Do we finish Europe? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, let's let's go to to Poso Blanco, where we had an all Turkish final. Uh, out of Chelipilek beat Cem Ilkel six one six seven six three. The reason that, that we're recording so late this match, <laughs> as, as it was the last one happening, despite there being a tournament in America this week. So, 
the they really outdid themselves in Spain. But you know, they, they had a full crowd there, so so it was uh, fun to watch. Uh, sort of a, like a nice break from the Olympic tennis, which has no crowds at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, I've got no uh, idea why they started the matches so late. I mean, yeah, what's I mean, the idea just... behind that is, I don't know, but I guess if the, the, the lights were great, then okay. Uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked to see that there was a, an, an old Turkish final on the Challenger Tour before, but I guess it made sense that it was in, in Turkey, in, in Izmir. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Ilka and Çelikbilek, I never realized how similar they are to each other. Mm-hmm. Like they, they both base their games and exactly the same. The the, the serve, the, the the movement around the backhand to the you know to, to hit as many forehands as you as they want is almost exactly similar. I mean, there's really very little to separate them except the fact that Cherry Gwilak has been in fantastic form this season. Uh, I read a fantastic quote from uh, Irkal where he said that they actually lived in the same room in Pozoblanco. And he was wondering who was gonna poison, uh, who was gonna poison each other's tea uh, before the final. A- apparently, Chelsea like gave him something, and, and Ilka didn't. Maybe and he also said that they. Uh, I mean, Ilka said he knew, he he knows Chelsea uh, like since he was six. So Chelsea like must oh, have wow. been five at this point. So yeah, th- their careers pre- have been pretty much interfering with each other. So, so much and it, it, it's great that they're both making strides although Czech Bilek obviously the, 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 the much better performer this season and he, mm. he defended the, the Turkish number one 10, 10 match win streak right now that because, oh, because wow. he made back the back-to-back uh-huh. challenger wins he didn't play between Porto and and Pozoblanco and as as with Lehechka that's also someone we've been talking about a lot on this podcast so I don't know yeah, that's I mean- uh, you know, both, that's something both, to both of them have of. been influenced by Dominic Herbati at one point, as, as when he coached. So like too? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he, he coached the, the Turkish Davis Cup teams, so ah, they, they yes, were both sure. at the camps, and he, he did it for a good while, like like a good couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's still in touch with all of the guys. I think he was posting about that final. But yeah, we also had uh, qualifier Mikhail Gertz. Uh, reached the semi-finals beating Benjamin Bonzi, which none of us saw coming. I mean, we, we, we both had Bonzi quite solidly taking the title uh, and he, he went out in the second round. But yeah, uh, he had very good. Uh, also another qualifier, Emilio Nava, uh, 19 years old, reached the quarterfinals. Uh, he's, I, I think, yeah, I've heard of him as a junior. So yeah, he was the, see him. the runner-up at, at two slums. Uh, yeah, one one yeah. to Musetti and one to Foretek. So, so also big names. Uh, he, he he had a few a few very good results on in Spanish challengers on clay earlier mm. in Gran Canaria or something. So uh, I was pretty surprised to see him do this well on hard too. But he's looking like a like a good prospect as well. And Gertz, uh, I, I guess that's how you how we we pronounce it. I, if not, Betty is gonna kill us. But <laughs> but, but Gertz has been very had been superb really. Uh, very aggressive. The match against Bonzi. I mean, you know, Bonzi maybe wasn't in, in his element. Like he, he was. He obviously wasn't playing that great. But Gers never really gave him any any briefing space, and it was uh, a fantastic run as well. Uh, in our defense for uh, for picking Bonzi, I, I believe we both mentioned that Chelik Bilak was our second pick. Like you know, yeah, that we were yeah. that, that we were considering him as well, but ended up going with with Bonzi. Uh, yeah, so I guess do we go for Asia or 
for the states. Yeah, sure. Let, let's go to Nur Sultan number four, where Andrei Kuznetsov took the title over Jason Kubler, who unfortunately retired in the second set uh, of the final down 3-6-1-2. Ace challenger title for Kuznetsov, only the first one on hard and the first one not on clay. Um, beat Jay Clark, and I think Clark was the reason why we, we, why we didn't really consider Kuznetsov. He was coming off of a title at the, at the last Nur Sultan. Um, and that was, that was a very tough draw and that beat Shukayev, Polanski and Kotov to make the final. Re-enters the top 300, uh, which should sort of allow him to, to play the challenges more regularly without, I'm, I'm not sure if he has any protective rankings left, but I know that he was using them earlier this year. What do you think of Kuznetsov uh, this week? He's definitely running out of the time that he has to use the, the protected rankings. I'm not sure if mm. he's already run out of the, the sheer number. Uh, as you might remember, I picked Kuznetsov to win the Nur event in Nur Sultan you know, number yeah. three. So I am a little bit angry. <laughs> this time I went for Peter Polanski. It was a struggle. I mean, his, his matches were so dramatic. <laughs> and then he lost to Kuznetsov, who obviously went on to win the title. Yeah. So if you were a bit unlucky in Tampere, I was probably a bit unlucky in Nur Sultan, but, uh, you know, mm. that, I, that I didn't get a single point from these, these two weeks. Uh, but I mean, uh, we definitely talked about Kuznetsov as someone who's playing better than the ranking would suggest. And he, he definitely proved that this week. I'm super surprised that this is his first non-clay challenger title i mean I, mm. maybe it's just recency bias or something but i really didn't remember him doing that well only on clay and it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't exactly add up when you look at his grand slam records as well i think he has one forefront at, at the australian open and then a third round everywhere else so it's only it's only actually titles on the challenger tour and i think on the itf tour as well that he that he's been so dominant on clay uh no idea why but We've also had a, a semi-final uh, run from Oleksii Krutik, uh, yeah, an Ukrainian yeah. that I actually didn't really get that much, uh, didn't get to see that much, uh, but I'm definitely going to try to focus on him in the next weeks if it's possible because you know he's he's not getting into into many challengers with the ranking. Uh, I have no idea if he's actually playing something right now. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. We also had uh, Sue and Locke win doubles back to back in Nur Sultan. They also won Nur Sultan three, and they actually beat Kurtik in the final. He also made the doubles final with uh, Lomakin. So yeah, big big run for for Sue and Locke. Yeah, yeah should Krutik, we move to uh -huh. uh, Krutik signed uh, up for Liberec, but he's the 114th alternate into the main draw and 92nd into the qualifying. So. I don't think we're gonna see him there. No, I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we can go to Curry definitely. Uh, we had a fantastic winner pick there. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Both we went both for, went for uh, Fratangelo. Who, who did he even lose to Fratangelo? Brian Snor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Uh, yeah, Mitchell Kurgu took, took the title over Rampumar Ramanathan. Uh, I wasn't really expecting this run from Kruger. He's had sort of a, a mediocre year except for a semi-final in Little Rock. So came out of nowhere. Um, didn't have the most difficult road to the final. He he beat Blumberg 
we, we were actually talking about him possibly losing to Blumberg last week, I think. Mm -hmm. um, then he beat McHugh, Oliveri, and Govind Nanda. Um, but yeah, uh, he's a no number 173. Raman actually struggled through this tournament. He, he went to three sets in all of his matches <laughs> uh, against Kovacevic, uh, Galardo, Kuneshvaran, and Kozlov. The last two, he was actually coming back from a set down. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you've mentioned, I think you've mentioned Kozlov quite a few times on this podcast that a couple of years back you were, you know, hoping that this was going to be the next big thing. Yeah, and... I, mean, I, 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 I definitely thought so. I mean, at the time, he, he's, you know, this, this was his best result of the year, the semifinal. He's still only 23 years old. Um, still playing, so probably I mean, of like the last three years, frankly. For probably, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember uh, him going this deep very, very fairly recently. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, sure, I mean, I, I definitely agree that back in the day he looked like the real deal, and uh, you know, I, I, I loved Ramanathan this week for his style for his uh, for his awkward tactics but i did definitely <laughs> didn't love him for how he behaved <laughs> in that final i mean uh, the the constant fighting about whether he, whether uh, he's ready or not ready to return or to serve also obviously the the the, the main situation of the match where where kruger uh, where ramanathan was already uh, stood on the line uh, showed that he's ready to return and then started tying his shoes. Kruger raced him and, uh, well, uh, a discussion with the supervisor followed. And Ramanathan oh, really, really behaved like an asshole in, the, in that final. That's not, that's not nice to see. I mean, just, just a sour loser, I guess. But, uh, but, but the, run, the run itself was very fun to follow. The, as, you, as you mentioned, for, for, this, uh, for deciding sets, he eliminated two very good uh, college talents. Uh, in Kovacevic and Galarno, and also had that very fun Indian matchup. Obviously, it's not actually you know, as 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 as, it, as in the case of the Turks. Uh, they also have Sumit Nagal, so it wasn't the, the Indian number one versus the Indian number two, but it was it was very fun to to watch. Anyway, Christopher Eubanks was pretty good as well, defeating Sok. That's something I don't think we really expected. But then Kozlov. The, yeah. The powerhouse and, and, and I think that we should definitely mention uh Gomid Nanda, uh the semifinal from him. He's 20 years old, um, currently at UCLA, a junior there, and he beat uh Kiros Schnur and uh Christian Harrison, and he's now broken into the top five hundred. He's actually playing again uh next week in, in Lexington, so we're going mm -hmm. to get to see him again. But I think he has a pretty tough draw there, if I can remember. But yeah, definitely somebody to watch, Gomid Nanda. Yeah, the, the match against Harrison was definitely <laughs> so exciting. Uh, Nanda was down and out at like 2-6-0-3, I believe. Mm. And then Harrison just let him into the match for like like one game and it was enough. Well, Nanda, it's hard to say how he wins matches. I mean, he, he's just a very good mover. Very, you know, just, just maybe not tracks down everything, but I mean, a very solid all-around game and and definitely looking forward to to seeing more from him uh, in Lexington. He's actually playing whom? Uh, ah, Escobedo. Escobedo, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, after Escobedo's week in Los Cabos, I think that's a pretty tough draw. He didn't end well against Nori, but Nori yeah. was just it didn't end well. But but it was it was a, yeah, yeah it was a high level event from him anyway. Yeah, uh, we had both uh, we both had Fratangelo here. Um, yeah, yeah, let's just <laughs> just let's forget about it. Okay, and I guess then we go to the match of the week at the upset of the week. Yes, so my upset of the week, I think it's pretty obvious. I assume that it's the highest one in the bookies as well. Mikael Hertz over Benjamin Bonzi. Oh, uh, that's a very wrong assumption. Okay. Actually, uh, I, 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 he was like 4-1 to win it or something. And there was, uh, there was someone that was twice as high rated. Oh. Federico Zepayos over Bordagojo in Pozoblanco. Oh. And Federico Zeballos is... Uh, I have no idea how this happened. I mean, the guy is 33. Uh, he's never been into a Challenger quarterfinal before. And uh, as, as, as far as I remember, he only played one Challenger in 2011, then a couple, like four of them in 2019. And then also until this, until this event, he... He never featured in the, in the main draw of a challenger again at 33. I mean, you know, a nice bit of inspiration to to keep on going. Uh, but I agree that this was this was very big as well. Although actually on the odds it wasn't that it wasn't that huge. Uh, maybe mm. it's because of the the Bonzi's first match against Aziz Dugas. I did mm. not. I did. I don't think I did watch. No, I didn't watch that one. So I, I you know, Bonzi struggled against Dugas. Maybe, maybe that's why that's why the odds and shirts were a tad yeah. lower. Zebaios is Bolivian, right? Yes, Zebaios is Bolivian. Yes, I presume the Bolivian number two behind Delian. Interesting to think about. No I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to 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 me, I, I was definitely much more. I mean, Borna Goyo is not somebody that I assume, that I like assume is going to win, um, every like like matches all the time, as opposed to Bonzi, who was you That's know true. the, the number true. one on the on the challengers this year. So yeah, yeah, he, he I, I, I is still the, feel like was the he is the Bolivian course. he is the Bolivian number two, uh, <laughs> currently ranked on, on on Monday. So when you're listening to this, he is ranked at five four four eight. And his career high is 440. 440, yeah. And there's actually also a third Bolivian in the top one, top 1,000, and it's Alejandro Mendoza, a 31-year-old. Yeah. Informative. You know what? Good, good, good for him to, for you know sticking with it at 33. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, keep believing, keep going for your dreams, and maybe you're gonna achieve them. I, I have no idea how he gets the money to keep playing, but <laughs> fantastic story. Yeah. Thirty-three years old, never been inside the four hundred. Yeah, uh, but yeah, match of the week. Uh, I went for a bit of a weird one, probably. I went for Govin Nanda over Braden Schnorr, three six seven five seven five. It was it was interesting. Um, that I was definitely like sort of rooting for for Nanda there. Uh, I, I I like it when you know young players break through. At challengers and towards the end, Schnur was like almost like struggling physically. He he was so out of gas <laughs> towards the end of that match. Then it just sort of it was like an added um, factor into it, where you know he, he had to try and end points early, where, where Nanda was trying to extend them. And yeah, fun match, seven five in the third. 
Yeah, beating uh, our winner pick probably he made Schnur this this tired, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also have two I have two matches and they are both from Kari and one is also a Govind Nanda match but against Harrison which I already mm-hmm. talked about and the other mm-hmm. one is something that I also already talked about so Ramkumar Ramanathan over Prajnesh Gunasvaran uh, the, the very premise of that match was, was super interesting to me uh, how these the, how their games are gonna are gonna square up you know, between each other and it delivered definitely uh, I was I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna lie I was rooting for Ramanathan because I'm always rooting for all court players but I mean after the final <laughs> in carry I'm I'm probably gonna skip on on cheering for Ramanathan for for a bit I mean there's a bit of a sour taste after that yeah <laughs> uh, yeah anyhow I guess we can we can start previewing next week then um well do we do we start with the place where I am right now or or do we go I, yeah I, I, I think that's where we should start we should start with in, in Poznani um obviously you're there so uh, I, uh it's going to be interesting this week you're gonna have all of the coverage um but yeah i just wanted to point out this quarter here which is just very interesting to me we have uh Andri Laksanen, who's been uh, he, he's been odd because because he's been quite good but every single time he gets going even since the french open he he you know either gets injured or he has a bad loss like, like he did to altmaier in in braunschweig and then uh he made the quarters in bastad um and uh, gave a walkover to to Root two weeks ago. He opens against Nicolas Kiker, and that is quite the match, I think. We also have Vít Kopshiva in the section, who's coming off a semi-final, I think, in Gestad. Vít uh, yeah. Shapovalov, who, although, I mean, Shapovalov's probably just there for, for an appearance fee. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's still a very impressive win for, for Kopshiva. And we also have uh, Olikovsky, who I wanted to ask you about. 17 years old, seems like a good junior. Uh, yeah, what do you think of this quarter? Uh, yeah, I mean, Kopriva plays Popko. That's not, that's not, that doesn't have to be easy. Uh, Olikovsky, I mean, uh, he's like, what, the 20th junior in the world or something, but without, you know, the, the, the big success, like, I don't know, a, a slam semi or something like that. Uh, today in the qualies, uh, his peer Max Kashnikovsky played, the guy who eliminated Hurkacz last year at the Polish National Championships. Yeah. And, well, he played Christopher Eyman. I mean, no one special. I mean, he's he's a, he's a seasoned pro at, and all. But, I mean, just looking at how Kashnikovsky performed, I mean, he was able to hang with Eyman. It was a very even match for the scoreline. It was like a 3-6, 4-6 loss. Uh, but you know there, there were a lot of lengthy games. But looking at how Kashnikovsky performed at, uh, against Heyman, I'm not really expecting much from from Ordikovsky. I'm also not expecting much from the other pole in the draw. Uh, I mean, Daniel Michalski got the definitely got the short stick with drawing Botic Vance's answer. So, uh, I mean, for the for how. The draw isn't maybe that strong for a 90, but there are a lot of great first round matchups. Uh, Zapata Mirales Kopejans is, is is great from the. I think Kopejans won this event in like 2016 or something. Uh, then we've got, as you mentioned, Laksoner Kikar, Laksoner Kikar, uh, Kopriva Popko, also Color for Atek is something I really want to watch. 
I mean, is, is Leoborg Gaston going to be any good? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, I mean, but, wh why does he have a wild card here, Leoborg? Uh, because they invited Bjornborg and they <sighs> wanted to have Bjornborg there. Like, that, that's that's literally the reason. Today, uh, Leoborg, uh, oh, the tournament director, Bjornborg, and uh, the 1978 Australian Open doubles champion, Wojtek Fibak, met, ate dinner together. And like they're making this a big thing, and there's an even I, I don't know if you looked at the doubles draw there, but uh, no, no, I haven't. I mean that's there's gonna be a Leo Borg versus Petros Tsitsipas match. What? Yes, uh, in doubles. <laughs> and Borg is actually playing with Orlikowski, and Tsitsipas hmm. is playing with uh, I can't remember his name. The, the Romanian guy Cornea. Uh, yes, yeah. With, with v, I, Victor Vlad. Victor Vlad. Victor Vlad Cornel. Yeah, and they're, they're going to play each other, Borg versus Tsitsipas. And when they announced that there was going to be a wildcard for Petros, uh, you know, the the headline on the site of the tournament, on the website, uh, was Tsitsipas going to play in Poznan Open or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sort of clear that the, the level. Borg is, is not ready for this level every single time that he plays course, a, a yeah. challenger match he gets absolutely um, destroyed I mean he got destroyed by, by Kike last week then Serundolo before I, mean, it, I think that he, he has one um, pro win that was at like a 15k or something mm -hmm. if he wants year. something um, I mean he's definitely not ready for this I don't know if he no. ever will be but he's not ready at this point uh, you know, guys like Kashinkovsky would fare a lot well, and this is this is actually the only thing that pains me here. That you know, Kashinkovsky, one of the you know, our very promising junior, that we're hoping that he's gonna become mm. something. He gets uh, yeah, Borg has one uh, one against uh, one match against uh, Fermin Tenti. Uh, this year, the, the 15k exactly, yeah, and you know we have these juniors like Orlikowski, Kashnikovsky, and Orlikowski obviously got a, got a wild card to the main draw, but I mean really Leo Borg. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see this. Where I mean, like I, I assume Tampere, it's like you know it's next to Sweden. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have some sort of agreement, but to see him in Poznan. No, they, they just wanted Borg there, and they actually weren't even sure that he was gonna come because in every single <laughs> promo, in every single promo material. It was like, not Bjornborg's gonna come, but maybe we'll get Bjornborg on the courts, something like that. You know, it was always in the tone of maybe, uh, possibly, like they, they weren't even sure. So it's it's absolute bollocks. Uh, Petrus Tsitsipas also, like, you know, when I read that Petrus Tsitsipas was getting a wild card, I, I instantly looked if it was with Stefanos Tsitsipas, because that would make sense. But, yeah, pulled out of the Olympics to play post-9 challenger doubles. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't didn't even think of that because it was you know the, the whole idea of inviting Petros Tsitsipas to play doubles. At I, yeah, I don't really understand that. Yeah, I I, I don't understand it either. Um, I mean, but this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna do a, like a screenshot of the of the you know yeah. of the scoreboard because it's Borg ridiculous. Tsitsipas. And but yeah, I mean, let, let's let's hope that Valkov and Zielinski win the doubles. Yes. Um, but yeah, going back to the singles, we, we have Le, we have Lehechka here in a section with Van der Zandt, and Andreozzi, and you know Gasto Elias, who's not in good form, but maybe he's going to wake up um, in Poznan. Um, and yeah, you, you mentioned Kopian's 
it, it's a very interesting draw, and I think there's a lot to watch. I think you're you're in for a good week in Poznan. I'm kind of jealous. Yes. The, the the first round matches are are amazing, actually, and hopefully, yeah. you know, from from amazing first round matches, there there go amazing second round matches and all. Yeah. Uh, today was obviously the the first of the day of the qualies. Uh, not not much upsets, but you know, it's it's just crazy how how good some of these guys are, and we never really look at them. Did you ever pay mm. a second look to Elmar Ejupovich, for example, or, I don't know, Lukas Gerg? I mean... Not really. You don't. <laughs> and when you, when, you see them, when you see them live, that's when you, when you realize how, you know, how great <laughs> tennis players they are and that, mm. it, it, that it's ridiculous that, they, that they're sitting in this five, you know, in that 500 of the ATP rankings. But you know, that's the reality. That's how deep men's tennis at least at least men's tennis is but in reality the uh, women's tennis isn't that bad itself uh yeah so i guess do we do we do we pick the winner now yeah sure so i went for um i was actually torn here between a couple of guys i was thinking about i forgot to mention gaston obviously coming off a gush mm-hmm. out the final um so I mean, maybe he'll be tired but he's definitely in good form uh did not see it coming but yeah i went for andy laxonen Obviously, it's always tricky picking a player with a difficult first round, uh, um, but I think that once he gets out of that first round, it, it's actually a pretty good draw, and, and he should be a, a favorite in the top half if, okay. if, if, he, if, he, if he gets past Kiket and hopefully if his body holds up, which has not been happening, but I'm, I'm betting that yeah. he's going to make it. <laughs> the point is everyone that I wanted to be here has a tough draw in the opening round. Mm. <laughs> like, like, you know, there's just so 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 many good first round matches, and I, you know, this week my picks have a theme. Uh, maybe at first it's it's not gonna be easy to to realize what the theme is, but uh, I decided actually I decided that my picks for Segovia and Lexington first, so then I had to stick with the theme, and I went with Botik van der van der Zandhulp. Uh, I still can't get used to pr- the pronunciation, yeah. but uh, yeah, I know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Anyhow, he has a, a, a good opening round against Michalski. I thought of Andreozzi too. Uh, you know, we'll go and see. Uh, but this is a very tough draw to pick a winner from, and mm-hmm. that, that that's what makes me even more excited. So tomorrow at at twelve, <laughs> I'll be there to to kick off. Well, actually. You know, to finish the qualies and then at at, at 3 p.m. I think the major action major action is gonna kick off. Uh, okay, so do we? St- I guess we can go to Segovia, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, Segovia, uh, we have Feliciano Lopez as the top seed, um, first challenger only since uh, March 2020, so it's not been super long. What was it for, like, Monterrey or, or something? Mo- Monterrey, and he actually lost his first match there. So his, his last challenger win goes back to Serbit in 2019, where he also um, only won one match. Um, I'm thinking, I, I, I think, I, uh, did he lose to Vukic? In, in... I think so. Great, great Monterrey. memory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember watching that match because it was one of these. It was one of these matches where Vukic first started showing, yeah, his, uh, Vukic, his potential. Never mind. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he he has a very nice first two rounds here, though. He has Sanchez Izquierdo in the first round and Cesar Porras on Moria um, in the second. So he should definitely be making at least quarters here. And it's, it's been a while since he's won two matches in a row at all, but one just on, on challengers. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, Constantinople's 39 is still going. The rest of this draw, it is kind of similar to what we had in Pozo Blanco. We, we do have both the Turkish guys here, Chili Bilic and Ilkel, actually um, in the same quarter now. So they could potentially replay the final in the quarterfinals. And this only happened because um, Gregor Barrer pulled out. So Ilkel had to step in as the ninth seed and has been moved into that spot. Originally, he was going to play Benjamin Bonzi in the first round. Ooh, yes. um, but yeah, B Bonzi is here as well, number two seed, number one player on the Challenger Tour this year. Opens against Andreev, then he has Basic or, or Viola, which is it's, it's a pretty nice draw, but with the form that he showed last week, I'm, I'm going to be curious what he does here. Um, uh, we also have a very interesting first round in Filip uh, uh, Giano against Matthias Borg. So that's that's one to watch. Struggling to, to pick somebody here. <laughs> yeah, some interesting players in the qualities too. Himano Valero, who I guess we mm -hmm. were not sure still what he can do on hard courts. He actually played, oh, that's nice. He played Alejandro Mendoza, so the third <laughs> highest ranked uh, Bolivian. And there it's was coming together. Federico Zabayos was also in the draw. And he played Alexander Kozbinov. I'm not sure if you, if you know Kozbinov. He was yes, uh, yeah. in college, right? I can't remember where. I, I, I know Kozbinov from the ATP Cup. Kozbinov yeah. was the first match that I watched in the 2020 season. He played Steve Darcy in the ATP Cup. <laughs> okay, I'm so, I think he also played Bautista good and didn't win a game, right? That, was yeah. that him? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. I mean, he was actually he... pretty good against Darcy. But <laughs> he defeated Zabayos 6-1-6-1. <laughs> we also have uh, Peniston, Vani, and uh, Svarcina. How did Federico Zabayos defeat Pornacoto? I don't really know. Honestly. And then he defeated Giano as well. Like, okay, no, I'm, I'm not going to think about <laughs> it for, for too long. I'm just going to go to my pick, I guess. Although I will also say that uh, the premise of Marc-Andrea Wessler against Tim Van Rijthoven is, mm. is very interesting to me. I actually thought of Van Rijthoven, but I decided that I have my trust in Bonzi. You know, you're not the... Are you just going number two seats all the way? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is that the no, theme? no, no, that, that's not the theme, but yeah, actually, uh, I didn't even notice. But that's not going to be the case for the rest of my picks. Okay, uh, I, I, I will try to predict your next pick, but um, okay. for, for for my pick, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with Feliciano Lopez. Okay. Just because, I mean, I, I think it would be very nice to, to see him win it. Um, obviously, he's 39. I don't know how much he's going to win, uh, how much winning he has left in his career. Um, but yeah, I mean, because nobody else really jumps out. I mean, you don't really want to pick somebody that played the final last week since they might be mm -hmm. there. So, so it takes out Chelibi like an Ilkel, Bonzi, I don't really trust. Um, yeah, so Feliciano Lopez it is. I decided that I trust Bonzi. I mean, you're not the top-ranked challenger guy for for no reason, right? No. Yeah. Mean, even even when he had poor weeks this year, then he immediately jumped straight back. So hopefully mm -hmm. that's going to be the case as well. And I guess then we go to Lexington because I asked you for, so that Trieste would be last. Yes. Because that's, that's where it... <laughs> Okay, that's where it gets crazy, but okay. <laughs> Who are you going to pick in Trieste? Anyhow, I'm trying to have. see. Anyway, so, so Lexington, we have Jensen Brooksby this week confirmed, not pulled out at the last second. Uh, yeah. He opens against Liam Draxel. Uh, 
then he has a potentially very interesting quarterfinal with Tanasi Kokinakis, which would be nice to see. Kokinakis actually opens against Christian Harrison, which would also be a pretty fun match. Um, then the second seed, uh, I'm not sure who it was supposed to be, but they pulled out. So that bottom section, really? it has... Oh, uh, yes. Alex yeah. Bolt. It was Alex Bolt. Oh, yeah. So, so Bolt pulled out. Uh, th that section actually has uh, Emilio Gomez against... Jason Kubler, who's playing despite retiring last week, Nicolas Mejia, and Mitchell Kruger. Is he gonna play? Last week. I mean, I mean, he was he, 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 he retired. I, I don't know why Sunday. he didn't pull out already. He retired on Sunday in Nur Sultan with a muscle tear. I mean, that's that's what it says in the in the PDF. Yeah, and I mean, um, okay, no. Oh. Yeah, I, I would be sort of surprised if, if he's any factor um, in here. But I, I don't know why he wouldn't withdraw yet if, if he wasn't going to play it. I don't really yeah, know. But yeah, I agree. But I mean, it just feels unreal to me. But yeah, maybe he'll yeah. show up. Really. Uh, as, as we is, mentioned, he's super interesting yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is Peter also, also Eubanks in that section. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah is is peter going to be able to take that magic <laughs> from the sultan to back to the states hopefully because it, you know, we've missed him playing any good because like you know for the for, for the past year and a half he was just miserable on the court i, I haven't actually looked at the qualities uh what, what was uh, happening there ah they, they're, they're they're playing right now kozlov is is here so maybe he's just mm -hmm. going to Maybe he's just going to get another good run. Could could Kozlov not get a special exempt? I mean, Kozlov was eliminated on a Saturday, but challenger qualities start on Sunday now, uh, so you okay. actually have to be in the finals. Ah, unlucky. Yeah. yeah. But you know, Kozlov beat beat Refis in the first round. Pretty good win of qualities. Oh. Um, yeah, we should also mention quickly Escobedonanda should be a very interesting. First round match, Escobedo on form, Nanda on form, and also Maxime Cressy in that section. I'm just looking at, at, at the scoreline between uh, Galarno and Uchida. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh. I mean, it took an hour and 28 minutes for Galarno to win 6-0, I've seen a lot of things, but I've never, never, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. Uh, and in the in the first set in the in the first four games he only lost one point he lost five in total I think. I mean I I'm 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 a big fan of Alexis Garno I think he can be really good once he he already graduated right so he can be really good now yeah so it's time for him to be really good yeah, yeah it's time for him to be really good but I mean okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I didn't Let, let's go to the pick. Yeah, let's go to um, the pick. I assume that that your that your team that you're going with is um, B, the, the the player either starting the first name or the last name with B. So I can only assume that you went for Jensen Brooksby. Exactly. Who I also went for here. I mean, he, he's been one of the best players in the Challenger Tour um, this year. He obviously also made the final in Newport. Um, so we, we we have to enjoy him on the challenges while we can and th this should be his week although i mean th there there could be challenges it's not going to be easy for him honestly but... he shouldn't be playing here he should be in atlanta i have no idea how do you, Probably, not, how do you yeah. not give jensen brooks be a wild card 
I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy to me, but uh, I mean, I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> uh, when someone wins this match, I usually don't want to pick him because I feel like you know a loss has to be right on the horizon. And actually, for Brooksby, I don't know. It was around this time where my theme of bees was born, and I I just had to go Brooksby. And I am very I mean, interested. Just, just... Yeah, just looking at Atlanta quickly, they, mm-hmm. they gave the wild cards to Raonic, to Sok, and then to Trent Bride. Trent Bride, yes. He... Who, who actually, yeah, he plays for the University of Georgia, so mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. But the, that's I think what... they, they actually announced it also before Brooksby reached the Newport final. Mm. And, yeah. you know, I mean, Raonic, Sok, you can, you can understand it, but I mean, Brooksby is a much more worthy wild card should be yes. the one rewarded but i mean he's american he's still gonna get so much support so why, yeah. why do we even why do we even care <laughs> uh i am very interested in like you know when you look at the trias draw what's what, what's your idea of my pick is going to be i mean i i i see, I see bonadio but who, who else do, do they have any first name starting with b uh, is there somebody in, in the qualies? I don't know. Same? I didn't even look there. But uh, no, that there isn't actually. Anyway, Trieste uh, 80, top seed, Damir Jumhur. Um, it's a, you know, Italian clay court event, um, 80, we, we, and it's sort of that, that kind of draw. Um, we also have some guys, as I mentioned, Bonadio, who I think probably has to be your pick. I don't know who else starts with B here. Uh, Trunghelity, we have Duy Aidukovic. Um, we also have uh, Thomas Martin Echeverri, who's been in good form. Um, Dominic Stefan Stricker, Thomas Fabiano, and Antoine Huang. Uh, Flavio Coboli also here with the wildcard starting in is Michal Fabensky. I have to ask you, who are you going with? I'm sorry that I'm laughing so much. I mean, I'm not laughing at you. It's just that I went for Thomas Papubiano. <laughs> this is an absolute shambles of a theme, horrible theme. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing this much from, that, that, from yeah, that joke. But, I mean, I don't know. I, just, I, I looked at the draw and I was really hoping that there was going to be someone on, with B that, you know, and I only saw Bonadio. And I already thought, shit, the, the, the theme is screwed. But then I saw Fabiano, and who better to end this with? I mean, I would, I would have never picked Thomas Fabiano, obviously. I would rather pick Bonadio than Fabiano, but I don't know. It just seems so funny to me. And it still is, because I'm crying right now. Uh, anyhow, uh, I really wanted to see Streaker in Poznan, so I'm really bummed that, that he mm. got to Trieste. Like, you know, two, I don't know, it was like a day before that he got in uh, the day before he got into Poznan he got into Trieste ah. so obviously he chose Trieste but some of the some of the first round matchups here are super good too like Moroni Sachko is sneakily very interesting between between the two guys that recently made challenger finals uh Koboli Vybenski once again a chance for Koboli to prove that it wasn't a fluke. Well, he sort of proved it that it wasn't a fluke, that but he didn't really prove that he's gonna do that. You know, play at this, at this very consistent high level every week. Uh, I love the the one Meligani Alves against Antoine Hong. 
but that's really interesting too. I guess that's the bottom half is significantly uh, yeah, stronger. way stronger. Yeah, if I if I had to actually go for a serious pick, I was probably going to go for a Teferi. That's actually my pick. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm going for Thomas Magnetti. Obviously, the the bottom half is a bit stronger, so so I was thinking about that. But to be fair, it's it's mostly that fourth quarter that's really strong. You you did mention Moroni Sachko, um, but that quarter with Echeverri also has Anaboldi, has a Genesi. I mean, guys that aren't as dangerous. So I feel pretty comfortable going with Echeverri here. Cool. I I uh, yeah. As as I mentioned, this was also my pick if I was, you know. Because when I saw that there was only Bonadio with B, I, I, I wanted to go for uh, for someone else, you know, break the theme. But then I found that this very efficient way to keep the theme going. So I, I, I'm, I'm very happy with what I did. I, I hope that there's going to be more to come. In, in... <laughs> I mean, obviously... Yeah, if, more themes. <laughs> obviously, if you're going to even the score or if I'm going to be behind, then I'm going to, you know, try hard. But Right now, I have that tiny cushion of of safety, and I'm gonna try to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, and, and we hope that you had fun uh, listening to this week's podcast. Um, yeah, obviously, you're going to be imposing. Are you going to be doing a lot of interviews, writing, uh, any sort of thing? Interviews, I don't know. Some writing, for sure. Uh, interviews, I don't know, that depends on my very weak psyche and uh, uh, you know, my problems with talking to people. So probably not if I, if I have to if I have to guess, but we shall see. I mean maybe maybe I'm just gonna wake up and be a different man tomorrow. Um, every, every single experience like that kind of opens you to the world. So yeah, I'm hoping that this could this could be something like that. Uh, but you know, it's 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 just super fun to to sit in the in the stands and then go home and and write something on 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 what you watched. I mean, it's you know, if someone wants to, uh, you know, wants to sponsor me for you know to, to, to for me to go to, I don't know to like two or three challenger events a month, uh, and just yeah, you know, just I mean, I always say this: if, if anybody if anybody wants to pay me to be the European Mikeation, I will do it. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go on the bus and I'll go all around the continental Europe. Mike has a fantastic uh, job. I mean, yeah, yeah. But obviously, obviously, actually, European migrations have it even better, I think. Just the diversity in countries. I mean, I know that the US mm. is obviously a very diverse, diverse country as well, but you know, still the, the language does a lot here. Like yeah. the different cultures. I mean that I think a European migration would have even more fun than, than Mike does. So, probably, but, but but probably if if they were going to do that, you'd need a couple since you know there's there's usually only one American challenger at a time. Yeah, but I mean, a, a couple in Europe. It doesn't have to be at every single event. I mean, yeah. Mike, Mike also isn't on every single American event; only the ones organized by the USDA per circuit. So, uh, mm. yeah, but we are you know a couple. I'm one, you're the second. <laughs> exactly, we, well, Before every week, we get to decide where we're going. And like uh, last week, we had, uh, well, we had Pozoblanco and Tampere. So we have to go between Pozoblanco and Tampere. I mean, mm. I'm very close to Tampere. 
cheap flights, so um, I think I would get Tampere. And then if you if you got Pozoblanco, then you would have to stay in Segovia. Yeah, and probably. Then I, would I mean, I wouldn't the, mind. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> then I would have the choice between Poznan and Trieste, and obviously I would. Well, actually, no. If I if I had the choice, maybe I would go for something more. More exotic. Yeah, exotic. <laughs> something new. I I'm definitely hoping that I will get the chance to to go to something internal to to a, to to a challenger outside Poland this you know in the summer in this summer as well because that's that makes it even more exciting I mean just being in a in a foreign country uh, but we shall see that's not entirely up to up to me that's uh, that could be entirely up to you listener if you decide to sponsor our trips but obviously that's not yeah. gonna happen so uh, I guess we'll just see you next week where I'm going to be probably not in Poznan anymore. And we're going to talk about Poznan, Segovia, Lexington and Trieste. Oh, actually, I guess you're going to have to talk about Trieste almost by yourself because I'm not, I guess I'm not going to, or, yeah. or is it like at some weird hours? Because I'm definitely going to be able to come back and watch Lexington, but I have no idea. Okay, Trieste starts at 5 p.m. tomorrow, but Segovia is at normal hours, so so you're gonna mm-hmm. have to carry carry me through Segovia, I guess, <laughs> yes. uh, and yeah. sort of through Trieste. But uh, I'm gonna have to I'm I'm gonna be able to watch a fair bit of Lexington, as it seems. Uh, so I guess that's where we're saying goodbye, right? Yep. Bye. <laughs> Hope all of you enjoyed another ATP Challenger Tour podcast with Damien Kust and Jakob Babaro. A huge thank you to them, as always, for sharing their episode with us here at Crack Rackets. Sincerely, you're not going to find two people who follow the Challenger Tour more closely, so a thank you to them, as always, for doing what they do, shining a light on so many of the fantastic tennis players that, unfortunately, you don't get to see frequently enough competing on tour. But, of course, again, if you'd like to hear more from Damien, he joined me on last Friday's menu break podcast he writes frequently for our website crackrackets.com of course a lot of great podcasts over the past few weeks here at cracked rackets we've been fortunate enough to be joined by david kane of tennis channel we've been fortunate enough to be joined by De- jeff sackman tennis abstract gary nathan racket magazine ben rothenberg new york times david gertler damian coos cracked rackets just a lot of great guests to talk about the many things happening across the tennis world if you missed any of those podcasts you can find them all on our website crackrackets.com of course like rate subscribe review to this show the mini break podcast our cracked interviews podcast where we've had ncaa champions adam waltman pat harper of tennessee mckenna jones and elizabeth scotty of north carolina sam riffis of florida as well don't want to miss out on any of those so again find them all on our website crackedrackets.com like rate subscribe review wherever you listen to your podcast of course if you need the more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube we're at crack rackets you want to message me directly i'm at great shot pod a shout out as always to our super producers Max Fleener and Daniel Westoff for the f- of an editing job they do day in day out a shout out as well to our friends over at Turn of Tennis remember contact sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707 with all of that said for our wonderful hosts Damien Kust, Jakob Babro, our super producers Fligner and Westoff our friends over at Turn of Tennis and from all of us here at both wow Welcome to Puberty from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say? Hey, great shot, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.